welcome to Conscious Acts of Change. Where thought-provoking, inspirational, and introspective teachings are brought to you each week on this platform where we delve into the dialogues and spirituality, lifestyle management, personal development, philosophy, science, and wellness. Our mission is to empower you with ideas, strategies, and infinite possibilities that will pave the way for transformative choices, healing, and lifestyle enhancements that lead to a better life. We believe that initiating change creates space for new opportunities and growth. As the old models of reality dissipate and become obsolete, embracing new ones that offer the chance to experience a quality of life beyond what was previously known. You deserve the chance to embark on a fresh journey, a new start, where positive changes and enriching experiences abound. This is Empress Q. So happy to be back. I missed last week because my husband was in two accidents, two car accidents. He's fine. But it just kind of threw my week off, so now I am doing last week's episode this week. <laughs> we all know life happens, and uh, but my goal is always to be consistent. I want to welcome my dear listeners to an intriguing exploration of my podcast this week. Today I will delve into the captivating concepts of two words that are very difficult for me to pronounce. However, I will do my best. So for you word craftsmen out, uh, craftsmen out there, please, I apologize if I just have a wrecking ball. <laughs> in the words that I am conveying and speaking today. Those two words are synesthesis and synderesis. And I hope I said it right. So let's spell it out. Synesthesis is S-Y-N-E-I-D-E-S-I-S. And synesthesis is S-Y-N-D-E-R-E-S-I-S. The first one, synesthesis, invites us to fathom the depths of past knowledge, illuminating how our present reality was meticulously crafted. And... We have to stop and take a look at, hmm, how was my life really crafted? How did I design my life? Because I am the master builder of my life. Whatever exists, I created it. So let's kind of have a conversation just to give you some thought-provoking ideas and resets and methodologies to help you take a look at what have I created for my life and why am I experiencing this depths of past knowledge that 
continuously illuminating in my present reality. While synesthesis, the sister word, or synesthesis, the sister word comes into play as we harness that profound awareness to vigilantly steer our course into the future. So one looks at the past and why are we stuck in repeating cycles of the past that's impacting my present current space and my future course. You see, it's all about preventing the haunting echoes of past mistakes from resurfacing in our journey ahead. In essence, we strive to inform and transform our current origin, letting it know that we are ready to safeguard our destination from that ignorance that plagues our inner self that resulted from our earlier beginnings. But what's ahead? What's the future? Have you determined that? Have you defined or set course for where you are going? What you want to see happen in your life? Are you waiting for the new year to contemplate these most important and crucial tasks? Are you standing in the season of self-contemplation right now? Your future expects you to approach it now, not to wait until the future comes because tomorrow is always the future. This approach is called, this approach is a call to disrupt the cyclic repetition of history, a chance to break, to break free from the patterns that have long ensnared us. Join us as we unravel the practical applications of synesthesis and sedentarius in our daily lives and explore how these concepts can empower us to chart a purposeful future guided by the wisdom of the past. So I ran across this word called synesthesis some time ago while I was doing some research for another topic. And as I proceeded to define the meaning of this word, I was amazingly surprised at how this word contributes to and adds value to the platform around my personal and spiritual development and transformation process. This conversation today is specific philosophical terms that relate to and address the concepts of psychology and ethics with an overlap in their meanings. It is important as we all collectively learn how to examine our life, we have created for ourselves, but to also be cognizant of how we got to wherever we are in the 
first place. How did I get here? That's a very profound and deep question. And we can't just rattle it off because every experience that we have in our life, we extend an invitation into the external part of ourselves so that we can exchange activities, ideas, relationships, interactions with others. This word, synesthesis, conveys the idea of understanding our past knowledge or awareness, while its sister word, synderesis, shapes our future. In this context, it seems to represent the use of that knowledge to vigilantly oversee the future and avoid repeating the past mistakes. So how do we oversee our future while avoiding to continuously repeat the cycle of past mistakes? Have you thought about that? Because past mistakes can subliminally just pop up. They're like pop-up restaurants, pop-up stores. They just pop up. They just pop up. And we need to change our current origin in order to prevent this repetition of our historical errors. Wow. So I said to myself, what a concept. And most importantly, how important is this information concerning the navigation and the rerouting of the direction of our lives. The emphasis here is on changing the current origin to prevent the ignorance of previous backgrounds that are operating in our lives through the influences that impact our future destination. This approach aims to disrupt the reoccurring cycles of mistakes and prevent the repetition of history. It is a thought-provoking perspective that underscores the importance of learning from the past to shape a more informed and intentional future through our decision-making process. We often speak of being intentional, mindful, and being present. But what are you connecting these words to? How long are you intentional? How long are you mindful? How long are you being present? Is it just a word and then it passes and then you return, you, you return back to the repetitive routines and thought processes? that we continually engage in? Are we simply oblivious, speaking empty words into the atmosphere? Or are we focused on our present state of being and asking ourselves the question that need to be spoken? What caused me to lose my inner voice? 
What caused me to hold knots of anger within my heart? Resentment. Anxiety. How did I allow myself to manipulate me into pleasing them? And forgot about the importance of pleasing my own self. Who am I? What caused me to feel anxiety, stress, or depression in my life? What fear, lack, or scarcity do I feel when I have to let go or say goodbye to something or someone near and dear to me? And there are so many other examples that could be spoken, but these simple questions are to get the self-talk started. What this word is really relating to is our conscience and moral reflections, our self-examination and moral vigilance, how we are being observant, how we are paying attention, being cautious, or being alert to the environment within our life, our kingdom, our inner and outer spaces. When you seriously think about your conscience and moral reflections, what is your first thought? Hmm. Your conscience is where you find your integrity, your ethics, your principles, and your morals. It is the job of your conscience to approach and disrupt the reoccurring cycles of mistakes, poor habits, and behaviors to prevent the repetition of historical errors. It's a thought-provoking perspective that underscores the importance of learning from the past to shape a more informed and intentional future. So let's talk, so let's take a journey into this word, conscience and moral reflection. So conscience refers to an individual's inner sense of right and wrong, similar to my word synesthesis. It's our moral reflection, basically that involves contemplating one's moral principles and past actions to make ethical decisions. Similar to the concept of syndonesis, which comes into play as we harness that profound awareness to vigilantly steer our course into the future. So when I am looking at my moral principles and past actions to make ethical decisions, I'm asking myself, did I do the right thing? Did I respond the right way? Was my intention to bring peace, harmony, and balance in the situation? Or I know that was wrong. I don't really care. I'm tired of not getting mine. Everybody else is getting theirs. Well, 
They had no business speaking to me that way. They hurt me. They didn't tell the truth on me. So I reacted in the way that I want to react because I can. That's that cross-examination of our moral reflection. It's about are we making the right choice or the wrong choice? Are we doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Because right and wrong creates karma. <laughs> Good karma, bad karma. But it creates that cycle of repetitiveness that comes back to us later. And that we embark upon either enjoying the blessings of those past records that we store in our library of the subconscious mind, or they become um, hindrances, blocks, retrogrades that we experience in our future. It's all about preventing the haunting echoes of past mistakes from resurfacing in our journey ahead. In essence, we strive to transform our current origin, safeguarding our destination from the ignorance that plagued our earlier beginnings. So we would need to know What morals, ethics, and principles we choose to live by before integrity can even be shaped? Our integrity is the evidence in which we fulfill the moral, ethical standards and principles we choose to implement or carry out within our lives. How can we use the approach of our past to navigate our future? How deeply within our reflection are we paying attention to the repetitive cycles and patterns we continue to make mistakes in? Still having that dating issue with the same type of personality. I continuously attract the same type of people in my life in these various aspects of my existence. Why do I keep attracting the same type of people? It's not their fault. It's ours. Because whatever we are playing within the subconscious of the mind is what we are projecting outwardly into the universe. What is our vision showing us when we are contemplating how are we changing the course of our life? We are rewinding our thoughts towards victimization consciousness and not towards our inputs and outputs regarding those situations and experiences that move us into conflictive and aggression. So, what methodologies are being used to shape and change the differentiation needed to guide our lives towards transcendence? That wholesome and wholeness place, that place of perfection, that place 
beyond the scope of our knowingness. We do not understand, yet we are all searching for. We must look to our past, not as a victim, not as in error, but what was to be learned to help guide us towards shaping the future life we really are seeking. Societal standards have given us their laws, their rules, and methods concerning how we are to think, act, and respond to life. But what feels right to you? What feels right to you? What feels wrong to you from the heart? What are the morals and standards of right and wrong you resonate with without external influences and distractions within the matrix of the world? We must examine our lives through the fine lenses of self-introspection and self-reflection to see and identify with those past behaviors and beliefs that aligns with your inner conscience and moral beliefs of what feels right or wrong to you. We must self-examine our conscience against our morals and ethical vigilance. vigilance. Do you know what moral and ethical standards you live by? to help you make the right choices and decisions for your life? Do you make decisions based on your emotional impacts you experienced in your life? How do you respond through revenge, anger, erotic behaviors? Or do you align your choices with a sense of moral values and your conscious mind? those deep-seated moral and ethical principles that guide towards conscious and mindful decision-making. Keep in mind, synthesis can be a valuable tool for aligning your choices with your moral and ethical principles. It enriches the process by incorporating moral and ethical considerations in your daily life. It helps individuals live in alignment with their deeply held principles, fostering a sense of integrity and ethical mindfulness. So, what self-talk, repetitive thoughts, or hurtful, heartfelt emotions keep plaguing your inner self? Which of these are most difficult to disconnect from? Have you taken a deep inner look at these past self-talks, repetitive thoughts, or hurtful, heartfelt emotions? To hear the conscious messages being conveyed? outwardly, even if they're unspoken, and how it is impacting, impacting the conditioning of your present life. So let's take a look at a few of the examples 
of synesthesis. I know I'm wrecking that word, right? <laughs> synesthesis, which is the other sister word. Some of these examples of our uh, ethics and morals include honesty. One of the fundamental principles is honesty. It involves telling the truth, being sincere, and not being deceiving to others. Justice. The concept of justice is a key element in moral and ethical principles. It entails treating others fairly and equitably, upholding the rights of individuals and ensuring that right wrongdoing is appropriately addressed. Compassion emphasizes our showing kindness and understanding towards others that may be suffering or in need. Respect for others. This principle underscores the importance of respecting the autonomy, the dignity, and rights of all individuals, regardless of their background or beliefs. And we also look at this word as a way to promote well-being and welfare to others, the benefits that we offer. It involves doing right and taking actions to benefit others. Non-malignant, this principle advises against causing harm or injury to others intentionally. It emphasizes the ethical obligation to avoid harming others. How do we harm others? Most of the time through our spoken word, through our throat chakra. Because what is coming up from the heart of how we feel, we cause harm to others and injury to others intentionally through our spoken word. Fairness is a core value of synthesis. It involves treating all individuals equitably and without bias, ensuring that decisions and actions are just and impartial. Accountability, another big word, another great word that we always want to tell others that they need to be accountable. But this word supports the idea that individuals should take responsibility for their own actions and the consequences for those actions as well. Integrity. Integrity is closely related to honesty and involves maintaining a consistent and principled approach to one's actions and behavior. Respect for autonomy. This principle recognizes the importance of individuals' freedom to make their own choices and decisions 
provided they do not harm others. So these are the basic foundations of the cinderesis. This is helps you to shape the future course of your life because without these principles, we cannot live a wholesome, wholeness, purity, promising life. Because we're, we have no foundation in which we are standing on. What is the foundation that we are creating for our life? What is the foundation? For many of us, it will need to be changed. These examples illustrate how synesthesis guides individuals in making moral and ethical decisions based on fundamental principles and standards. These principles help individuals navigate complex ethical dilemmas and maintain a sense of moral integrity in their actions and choices. In other words, we must think first. We must consider first what is the right approach? What is the correct answer? Before I speak. There is an old saying that says, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. This saying suggests that having strong principles and values help prevent easily being swayed or deceived by others. When we look at the world today, moral values, ethical principles, and standards of living are things of the past that no longer appear to be valuable in the world we live in today. We have become an insensitive and reckless society seeking entitlement, the need to be first, and that bring harm to others physically, mentally, emotionally, as well as spiritually. We must find inner peace, solace, and contentment within ourselves. We must find ways to craft a beautiful and strong foundation for our lives to better navigate and shape how we want to design the life we truly desire. But we must first know what a beautiful, wholesome, and balanced life looks like. Synthesis is indeed a part of being mindful. It's in the community, it's in the family. It plays a significant role in guiding ethical and moral mindfulness. You see, people say you must be mindful, but what does that mean? Define it. When I ask people, so what does mindful mean? They say, well, being aware. Well, yeah, and what else? I mean, there's more behind just being aware. Here's how synesthesis is related to mindfulness in the context of moral and ethical principles. It is self-awareness. 
It is a mindfulness that involves being fully aware of one's thoughts, feelings, and actions in the present moment. It encourages self-awareness in the context of moral and ethical principles. It prompts individuals to reflect on their values and principles and how these align with their current actions and decisions. So when I am encountering an obstacle or any decision-making process, before I open my mouth, I need to think about what is being said to me and I need to think about where does it line up in the context of my moral and ethical principles and standards of living. Where does my values and principles align with the current action or decision that I must make? Does it feel right or wrong to me? Am I indecisive? The next one is conscious decision-making. That is also a part of the mindfulness community. Mindfulness promotes making conscious choices rather than reacting impulsively. And so many of us react impulsively. So many of us get the, the, the question or the statement that is being presented to us incorrect because we already have self-talk, pre-thoughts in our mind while someone is communicating and we are loaded up and ready to shoot the guns, the bullets in our head to be adversarial versus really listening. Synthesis guides individuals to consider their deep-seated moral and ethical principles when making decisions. It encourages thoughtful decision-making based on values rather than reacting solely to external stimuli. Another mindfulness uh, principle is reflective practices, which often includes practices like meditation and self-reflection. It aligns with these practices by encouraging Individuals to reflect on their moral and ethical standards regularly. Connecting with the heart. Making sure that the reflection line up with our actions and choices and are also in line with their principles. Empathy and compassion is another mindful word in the community, and it fosters oneself and others towards a harmonious outcome. When combined with mindfulness, it extends towards empathy to include ethical considerations. It encourages individuals to consider the moral implications of their actions on others and the broader community. Resisting impulsive actions is a part of mindfulness. 
that helps individuals resist impulsiveness. We're so impulsive. Just gotta have it right away. We become reckless, spontaneous, thoughtless, brass. So resisting impulsive actions, synesthesis, or your conscious and moral um, ethics reinforce this by prompting you to pause and evaluate whether their impulses align with their moral and ethical standards before you Let me take a deep breath before I respond to this question that this person presented to me. Pay attention to how you feel when someone asks you a question that may disturb you because that question is not coming, the disturbance, let me put it this way, the disturbance is not coming from what the person is asking you. The disturbance is coming out of that past knowledge that has struck a chord and you are responding technically to the past experience versus responding to the current or present situation. We have to pay attention. Oh, I feel this in my heart. This is coming from someplace else. Let me regroup myself and address and present my response based upon the moral and ethical standards that I live by. Doesn't mean the person may like your response, but you are setting your own self in alignment so that you can attract those future things that you need for your life. And then the last one is your accountability. Both mindfulness and synesthesis emphasizes personal accountability. Uh, do I set my do I do I I set myself do I make myself accountable? for every aspect of my life. There's 12 aspects to your life. Am I accountable in every aspect of my life? Or just in some areas? It all depends upon what the topic is. <laughs> That's how we respond. It all depends. Mindfulness of our own accountability taking responsibility for our own actions and their consequences as well as their blessings. And then we move towards a deeper perspective because with this word synesthesis, it adds the dimension of moral accountability. Going back to what is right, what is wrong from the heart. Accountability. I love to talk about accountability and taxes. 
because many of us want to cheat on our taxes. Accountability. You want to skip around the corner because <laughs> we all hate IRS, right? <laughs> or we want to utilize government systems, services, and we may need it. But when we no longer need it, do we let it go? Or we may be in a situation where someone asks us about a particular thing that we did. Let's say on the job. Did you complete this? And we say yes while we stuffed it in the desk and get back to it the next day. Or are we accountable to the people that are in our lives when they're concerned about us, but we want to have our sneak peek getaways in life? Are we accountable for what we do, what we say, even what we hear? This is Empress Q. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on self-examination and moral reflection. This was a tough one for me to deliver in terms of my newfound uh, words. I'm not going to repeat them again, but you know what they are. But the message was so profound because we must have methodologies in place in order for us to move from the past into the future. We move from the past into the present, but the past sometimes look like the present and the present sometimes look like the past. But the future should never reflect where we are currently standing because this is the place where we want to be greater we want to expand. We want to ascend. We must learn to stop using words without knowing the true essence of their meaning and processing mechanisms for attainment. My dear listeners, I hope that you have resonated and found a place in which you can add into your profile of learning how to unravel the past to create a new life for yourself. How will you design that new life for yourself? One of the ways that I'm going to help is that I have an upcoming workshop. It is free. There is no cost. I'm starting out with a free workshop and it is entitled Women of Supreme Understanding. It is an eight-week workshop. It is a sanctuary and a support group where you can nourish your soul and uplift your spirit. You will dive into spiritual wisdom through my definement of many words that are used within the spiritual community to help you understand the meaning and the definition of so many words that will help design how you move forward in your understanding with your belief system as well as becoming the master builder of your life, of your kingdom, of your queendom. It is designed to help you soar on your unique spiritual quest. You will break new ground and explore the depth of your own beliefs as well as learn 
how to refine your understanding from a higher spiritual and supreme place within your being. Go to my website at nirvanalifestyle.network and sign up on the membership page for Women of Supreme Understanding. The class begins on October 23rd. There's still some seats left. Give yourself a gift of renewal. Giving yourself a chance to begin something new and gain better attainment of knowledge to navigate towards the life you truly want. This is Empress Kiri again. Take some time to visit us. Browse around my workshop to learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we can be of great value and asset to you. I'm closing out, but I hope that you find this episode most enlightening. Go to Women of Supreme Understanding at the Nirvana Lifestyle Workshop. It's a divine circle to dig deeper, soar higher, and truly awaken your divine wisdom. Until we meet again, stay in peace, shalom, and next cycle.